Welcome back to Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Hain Show. In this series, we highlight the careers, accomplishments, and aspirations of all the free agents in the sports business world looking for work in the midst of COVID-19. In today's episode, we held conversations with several qualified free agents. But first, a word from our sponsors. What's going on, everybody? This is Nick Lawson from Squad Sports. We're really excited to be supporting the Free Agent Friday series. A lot of great talent out there. Without further ado, this is the next free agent you should be signing with your sports team. All right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got Bill Beach with me. How are you, Bill? Doing great. How are you doing? Uh, Pretty good. Nice and sunny out this morning, and uh, you can't complain. (laughs) That that was our weekend here, but a little little dreary today i'm hoping for some good weather to get up to the mountains later in the week yeah that's a great area so let's jump in um why don't we start with your um where you went to school you know any degrees that you have yeah so uh originally from ohio i did my undergrad at the mount st joseph's university now previously it was uh, college of mount st joseph's with a degree in uh, business administration, focuses on uh, management and economics. From there, I went to Ohio University and entered their master's in sports administration program where I've got the MSA and then an MBA as well. Nice, Ohio University has some good good programs there for sports. <laughs> what uh, part of Ohio are you from? From Springfield. So if you're not familiar with the area, it's right on the I-70 beltway between Dayton and Columbus. West of Columbus? Yep. A little bit? Mm Mm-hmm. Nice. At what point did you decide, like, you wanted to work in sports? So I I actually have uh, some family in the business, and, you know, you you always hear stories about, oh, guess who I met? I, you know, I met Hulk Hogan after a WWF show over the weekend, and, you know, me being a little kid's like, you, you met Starstruck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, it, it started out with just a, that sounds really cool to realizing that five, four Bill Beach isn't going to play pro lacrosse. Um, but I'm fascinated by that industry and want to be on the other side of it. I don't want to be the product on the field. I want to put the product out there. And so really the bug got put in my ear about halfway through undergrad and I committed to that path probably my junior year and just went after it. Well, what's like, do you have like a dream job, so to speak? The goal has always been to be a VP of partnerships in the NFL. That that's kind of the upper, upper tier um, goal for me. I just talking to some friends that are in the NFL, um, it, it just seems like the perfect package of everything as far as the creativity, the assets. Uh, it just, it, it seems like it'd be the perfect fit if I can ever get to that, um, that part. And then what is your role that you're looking for now? Anything specific? So I spent just over the past year um, before I got laid off due to COVID in the nonprofit space, um, building corporate relationships for a nonprofit walk here in Boston. So I, I would like to stay within that corporate development partnerships area. That's where I find my skills best used, uh, especially on the creative side and kind of ideating new things that somebody is not really thinking of with assets of the property and then the company that I'm talking to. For that type of position, are you open to relocation? Yeah. Yeah. We're, uh, uh, 
you know, and girlfriend and I are fully up and ready to explore the country. Um, you know, I haven't been back to Ohio and for more than two weeks since I left after uh, grad school. And that was six or seven <laughs> years ago. So it's kind of how I am. I've, I, I really hate to go back where I'm from. It's just, I don't know. I just feel like I outgrew it a little bit, but um, mm-hmm. every now and then it's not too bad. I lived in Ohio for seven years and really liked Ohio. It's a nice yeah, it, it's it's great. Family's still back there. Um, no knock against it, but that's just, uh, you, you know, the industry <laughs> is going to pull you across the country. That's always what we heard in grad school is they made sure when they brought in alumni guest speakers, they always wanted them to talk about, all right, tell them how much you moved. Um, <laughs> I moved here, 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 and here. And it's like, I, you know, my uncle who's in the business, I think he said he's moved a dozen times uh, over the course of his career and that's with a wife and kids. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, the, the sacrifice you have to make, but I, I enjoy that part. Yeah. It's tough. My wife's like, we're done moving. We're done. moving. <laughs> I'm like, we got two more moves left. <laughs> so, so we'll see, but um, kind of let's walk through any internships that you had. So technically it was an internship, but it was a full-time position. So, and it was my first position in sports was doing ticket sales for the Dayton dragons, which was the low a affiliate for the Cincinnati reds. Um, I was there for almost two seasons and that was right when they were breaking the North American sellout record. So I was, they were killing it. Technically it was a box office internship, but I was selling single fulls, partials, Anything that was going to pack out the stadium with what inventory we had available, I was I was doing everything short of being a traditional account executive uh, on the ticket side. Um, so you're still cold calling and right, hundred plus calls a day. You know, lever- leveraging, going through the script, figuring out where we're missing, doing the select to seat events, private selection events. Um, you know, on my own if we didn't have an AE available. Uh, you know, all of it. I that that was a ton of fun. Um, after that, I've done through grad school, I had uh, an opportunity to do a short internship at Las Vegas Motor Speedway during uh, there. I think at the time they only had the one NASCAR race. So we did the spring NASCAR race out there for a couple of weeks with the marketing team. Um, and then a short, uh, more marketing uh, innovations internship for a week and a half with National Sports Forum out in San Diego um, at the same time I was out in grad school. So, I mean, you've got to go to a couple of cool places, you know, pretty, pretty early on. You, know? I, you don't, you don't complain about a free trip to San Diego when you're a broke yeah. student. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so what was your first full-time role then? Outside uh, of Dayton. So outside of Dayton, I got a job with a small sports marketing company called Alliance Sport Marketing. Um, out of grad school. So I graduated on a Monday by Friday. I think I was in Nashville and in the office working. Um, So that, that, that role, I was um, trying to build new business and that, that was a little different as a blank canvas and we could do whatever we wanted around any event. We were kind of serving as the third party reps for brands and then events, but also running events for them across the country. Um, and I was with them for almost five and a half years. I transitioned into managing everything in New England for them um, after about a half year in Nashville. So with that, did you do just um, 
you know, fulfillment and the op side of the partnerships or were you also selling? Both. So I okay. was, um, we, we had our niche in working with highway safety agencies across the country. So I was managing and running all of our event requirements across the New England states we had contracts for and also going out if somebody wasn't, or we did a lot of racetrack work. So if a small racetrack wasn't fulfilling or sending in their POPs, I'd have to go out to take pictures to prove that the signs were up, but um, you know, managing inventory of all our promo items and then also trying to build new books of business in whatever category we thought would play with the properties we had relationships with. So you were there for what, almost four years? Uh, roughly that was 2013. Yeah. So just, um, over four years. Nice. So where'd you go from there? So from there, uh, you know, at the time the dream was to work in pro lacrosse and I got an opportunity with major league lacrosse in Boston to become their sponsorship sales and fulfillment manager. Um, and I was there for about two years and that, the title was a little deceptive because I also managed our licensed product um, line and then also all of our trademarks. And that was with the licensed goods, but also team and league trademarks um, on top of trying to build my own book of business and then managing the any, book of business. Any uh, deals that really stick out to you that you worked on there? Um, Trying to think of my favorite, the equipment ones were always the, always the favorite ones. I actually, um, one of my favorite memories is I had called on, uh, it was True Temper Sports and you wouldn't believe, and you should really check out their website. They are into so much more than golf shafts. Everyone thinks that they're just a golf company. Um, it, you know, they manage, have the bulk of the golf shaft um, market share in the world, I think, uh, but they do hockey, they do lacrosse, they do tennis, I mean, they're, they're all over the place. And so I had been in discussions with their lacrosse manager for almost the entire time I was with the league. And we finally got to a place and it was more on, they just weren't lacrosse line was still in its infancy. And so, um, getting them along in their, uh, the product lifestyle where it, lifecycle where it made sense to have a professional relationship, um, you know, the highest tier of the sport. It takes, it takes time. Um, but some of the ideas we came out with that capitalizing on their ability to completely customize as far as the graphics that you can put on a lacrosse stick. So it's got the player's name number. If they've got a special image for the city they're playing for, they can put that on there and creating some fan oriented interactions around what those handles would look like throughout the year. And then the other one on the licensing side was we, um, I was approached by a company that was trying to create a new trading card line for the league. And so over the course of probably a year and a half, I worked with them to develop a trading card line. Uh, and that's probably one of the coolest things in my professional, uh, career is my names on the box of those trading cards, um, you know, as a special thanks for getting it off the ground. Oh, nice. Uh, did they I, make a card for you at all? No, no. I, I <laughs> come on, I man. You got to work that in, man. Come on. I didn't want to go that far, but I uh, <laughs> bought a box for uh, Christmas to send to my dad because he used to collect baseball cards. And I was just 
I thought I thought it was the coolest thing in the world after I left. I went to a Boston Cannons game and they were selling them there and I didn't I didn't know they were doing it. And so I picked up a box and I saw my name there and I was just like I, I had one of those moments where you're like, Wow, that's uh yeah. that's, that's real. It, it's crazy. That's cool. It's a cool project to be part of. I would have worked in a card for myself, at least one. Just <laughs> yeah, they, I, I probably could have. I mean, they made a Santa Claus card for the holidays. Oh, nice. Uh, so I, I probably could have. I'm, I still Next time. my contact there every now and then. <laughs> I might have to see if I can work that in. What would you say is your biggest skill that you'll bring to a new position? Just given that I've taken some risks as far as the jobs that I've taken. Um, you know, I, I don't think I've really taken a traditional path. I've done, done some weird stuff with my career, being able to look at something and just think about how to orient the assets we have, find new assets, orient things differently so that we're completely customizing something for a prospective partner. I think it's the biggest thing I bring to the table. What's the area you need to work on the most? Learning to handle the no better. Um, and that's, I, I, I don't know of a salesperson that handles it perfectly 100% of the time, but it's just one of those not, you know, understanding what the no, that particular no means at a given point. That doesn't mean no, never. It's not the right time. You know, the equipment company I mentioned, they told me no in my first year because they literally were just trying to figure out what the brand was. And so they wanted to go college first. Um, so it's figuring out always how, how to manage the no in that given situation, what it means and how to move forward with that. I used to take it really personal when I'd get told no. And it's like, it would be like, well, it's, it's a perfect fit. What are you talking about? <laughs> and yeah. to yeah. me it is, but not to them at the time. Maybe I didn't do a good job presenting, but uh, I used to, it just used to piss me off a little bit, but I'm getting a little, little wiser with my old age. So it, it, yeah, it still, it still makes you mad, but you, uh, you're able as you, you think about it, you're able to understand like, all right, all right. So here's really what they were saying. Let's go back to the drawing board. Uh, how would you define success? For me, success is getting to that finish line that has been laid down in front of you and then having it moved further down the field again for the next challenge. Um, it's always trying to find a way to, all right, cross the goal line, let's bump it out another 30 yards and let's see where we can go from there. How about a fun fact about yourself? Uh, if any of my friends or grad school classmates listen to this, they are, uh, I'm going to get a lot of heat, but I, uh, have been to 36 fish shows and I've got the concert poster for all 36 of them, either unofficial or official. What is a fish show? Uh, the band fish there. Oh, the band, the, okay. I didn't even, uh, band fish. yeah, sorry. They're, okay. think, think the grateful dead, less folksy. Okay. So you're just a stalker then. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I follow him. We, we were actually, I am pr I'm proud to say it. I, would, I was actually, uh, had COVID not hit, um, I was getting ready in about a week to take off on a, about a week and a half long trip with some buddies out to California and Nevada to go follow them around for five or six shows. Nice. That's pretty cool though, just different venues and stuff. Have you met the band? Uh, I've met their bassist. Um, he's, you know, everybody always tells stories about how to, how they've randomly run into 
the drummer, the guitarist in New York, or the keyboardist in Vermont, uh, but just the bassist. I, I don't know how I would react. I'm, I tend to fanboy a little bit too much and lock up when I meet the uh, people that are on like that. Oh, that's <laughs> classic, man. I love it. I love it. Man, that's awesome. Well, we'll do what we can to help you get some, some exposure. Appreciate you joining me. Um, if anything you think of that I can do for you, just let me know. No, I, I really appreciate the platform. Like I said, it just happened to be on LinkedIn on Sunday afternoon and saw somebody comment about this and I looked it up and I was like, that, that's tremendous. So uh, thank you for extending your platform to this and uh, I'm very grateful for the time. I think this might be my one good idea in my life. It's a great, <laughs> it just, it's very fulfilling. It's, you know, I feel like I'm trying to help as many people as possible and I was going to do one person a week. And when I got over a hundred messages, I was like, I need to do more than that. So I'm going to get as many as I can done. And, and hopefully people will continue to share and help each other out. I mean, that's the cool thing about, you know, our industry. And I think America in general is that genuinely we want to help people. We want to, you know, see people succeed. I know I do. And so we'll keep pushing, but thanks again. No, thank you. And yeah, just um, the, the sports industry is an industry of relationships and your network. And um, you know, it's time and time again, I'm always reminded how generous it is. So uh, it's been great. We're back for another Free Agent Friday, and I have Joseph McGrath with me. How are you, Joseph? I'm doing great, Andrew. How are you doing there? It's been a nice weekend. I'll tell you that it's just kind of the weather's nice and been able to relax for once. So it's always good. So let's jump in. Uh, let's start with um, your college experience. You know, uh, where'd you get your degree from? Sure. So I graduated from university of Phoenix online. Um, so I graduated with a bachelor's degree in business administration now. Yeah. What at what point did you decide you wanted to work in sports? I uh, started working in daycare and also as a phys ed teacher because that was my original plan. Um, but I did work with the YMCA for a number of years, um, which I transitioned from being a teacher, which the original goal was to being in the sports industry. So that's where I'm at at this point there. What, um, what kind of, you know, work did you do when you got out of school? What was kind of your first, you know, outside of it sounds like, you know, the, the physical ed teaching and daycare, what, what was kind of the first job in sports? My first job was working with the Philadelphia Phantoms as a game day marketing promotions, uh, employee. So I would, you know, work games. Uh, we would shoot the t-shirts, promote the, the promotions throughout the games. And uh, I would also help them out if, you know, on non-game days and if they had events to promote the organization. Was that back when they were playing at the Spectrum? Like the old, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I grew up in I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So as a kid, we would always go down uh, to Phantoms games, and um, they had indoor soccer back then, and um, that was before they built the the new uh, arena. So um, after um, 
the Philadelphia Phantoms. You were there for kind of a little while. Um, what was your next venture? Uh, my next adventure, I started uh, applying with a lot of more sales and opportunities. Uh, so I did inside sales with the 76ers. Uh, also a company called Turnstiles Ticketing, which we did a relocation process for the New York Giants into MetLife, MetLife Stadium. Uh, and I've been doing a lot more uh, where I'm currently at. I'm at Aramark at the Wells Fargo Center receiving merchandise for the, the Flyers and 76ers and a 50-50 seller with the Philadelphia Phillies. And I, have, I also had an opportunity to work with the, the Wilmington Blue Rocks last season. So that was an awesome opportunity as a merchandise assistant and in 2017 with the Reading Fighting Phils. So I really appreciate and value the minor leagues there. It's a grind in the minor leagues, man. <laughs> love it, though. I love it. What um, What is kind of like the ideal position that you're looking for now? I'll be looking for either like the director of sales or director of like merchandise or customer service or something within minor leagues. Uh, I really, like you said, it, it's it's grinding. Uh, but at the end of the day, it, it's it's – it's about the fans. It's about providing a great experience every day. It's about just being able to, you know, provide those memorable moments that they will always keep coming back to. And I, I value and appreciate that. You open to relocation? I would be. Absolutely. Yes. Okay. So when you were with Wilmington Blue Rocks, what kind of stuff were you doing there? I know you were a merchandise assistant. Uh, so I'd be responsible for making sure receiving merchandise in, tagging it, uh, taking it up to the team stores and the portable, um, assisting the manager. Uh, I don't know if you know Jim Beck. He's the director of merchandise there. Uh, so uh, I would also be responsible for, you know, making sales calls. We were given theme nights, so I was responsible for Boy Scout night and teacher appreciation night and military night. Uh, so I'd reach out to numerous groups along with, uh, you know, we would be responsible for doing tarp pull and whatever other responsibilities. I haven't had to do that, but they, uh, people talk about the tarp pull. So I'm yeah. like, I, I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't sound that great to me, but. <laughs> no, like you said, it's, it's a grind and that's what you yeah. do. That's what I value about the miners there. What kind of, have you worked with any specific like ticketing systems or any CRM or other technology programs? I've worked with Ticketmasters, uh, Ticketmaster, uh, Pacquion, and also Whitner. So I've used some ticketing systems previously, yes. On the ticketing side, is there a certain area that you've you know worked with most or feel most comfortable, whether it be like Group sales, season ticket sales, um, anything specific that your background fits? I would say more group sales because I would be concentrating on theme nights. So I would appreciate concentrating on theme nights. Uh, I'm an Eagle Scout, so I chose Boy Scout night as being, you know, I, I probably sold, I'm going to say, probably 1,500 tickets for that night, which wow. is really awesome. Uh, so I, I, I've been – you know, I was 
you know, always looking to make that next call. What kind of, you know, I mean, did it help that, you know, were you in like a local um, chapter or something or was it just reaching out to, you know, the head, the head uh, of the Boy Scouts to set up that group? How did you kind of get that many tickets sold? I did more research. Um, Wilmington is probably about 45 minutes away. I'm, my home's in Norristown, Pennsylvania. Um, but I did have some contacts within Boy Scouts. I reached out to lots of chap- chapters and uh, districts to reach out and stuff like that. So it was really neat to, you know, we did a camp overnight after the game and put a movie up for the kids. And They love you know, it, it, man. Really yeah. It was cool. It was yeah. really neat. Uh, that's cool. It's always good to see that and see the kids really getting active. And I don't know if you guys did it there, but I've seen them do like the the patches when you come out to the game. So doing the sleepover on the field and everything. So it's definitely cool. Uh, how about what would you say is your biggest strength? I would say my biggest strength is I've learned very quickly. You can you can say no in this industry. Um, so I'm w- willing to learn, I'm willing to grow, and I'm willing to take on new responsibilities. What's the biggest weakness you need to work on? My biggest weakness is I will place a lot of pressure on myself. So I need to learn to uh, spread out the, the responsibilities and, you know, say it may not always be what I need to do, but I have to take more take in, you know, not putting so much challenge and pressure on myself. Very nice. How about a fun personal fact about yourself? Fun personal fact, I would say, uh, I guess I could say I'm a Washington Redskins fan. What? So, no, I know. People will say, what? You're Did you grow up in Pennsylvania? I did grow up in Pennsylvania, but I I followed the Redskins all the way back to like the late '80s. So ever since wow. then, I'm I'm diehard. So it's you know people may say oh, <laughs> at least it could have not been a nerd team, but uh, hey, well uh, I, I I'm true to my fans. So it's <laughs> it's it's not as bad as mine though. I grew up I grew up there, and uh, I'm a Cowboys fan. So, that that's probably worse than Redskins uh, in that territory. Hey, I, I don't leave it, hold it against anybody. I've won road. <laughs> you appreciate you're with your team at all times. So yeah, what's kind of your dream job? Dream job would be I want to be like the director of like sales, marketing, something within uh, within a minor league team. Hopefully, maybe work my way up. Uh, that's what I've been my ultimate goal. Uh, I feel that, like you said, it's it's all it's a lot of grind, um, but at the end of the day, it's appreciation. It's you know you start to you, you become a family, and it, that, that's that's uh, I value that being part of a the small minor league teams. That's great to be part of. Yeah, it is family team. You know, it's nice. You know, not being on the actual field, but. Uh, just to have that team in the office is always pretty cool. So what do you think though? I mean, you've got, it looks like you have a, a pretty split background between, you know, marketing um, and like the community aspects and then sales, you know, is there one area that is number one to you? You know, do you? 
I would say community relations. I value, um, I've struggled previously and I want to take that community relations and put it back into helping others. So I would say that would be the number one area. Nice. That's great to know. Um, well, I mean, we'll be here. So if you need help with anything else, um, but we'll try to help you get some exposure and, and get you back in the grind there. Thanks for joining me. Sounds good, Andrew. Thank you. We are back for another free agent Friday today and we have Austin Hall. How you doing, Austin? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a great day. Great day. <laughs> so let's walk through um, your college experience. Okay. Um, actually started outside of a, uh, outside of Austin, a small private liberal arts school, uh, played soccer for two years. Um, just kind of did the D3 thing. Um, played my whole life growing up and kind of had a different uh, feel for it when I went to college and really decided I wanted to take the next step. And after two years, then decided it wasn't right for me. <laughs> um, decided I need to focus on school a little bit more and kind of figure out what I wanted to do. So I ended up transferred to North Texas um, where I got my bachelor's um, in integrated studies, which is actually just three minors. Um, it was a combination of sports management, marketing, and sociology. So kind of worked my way through that. Um, and then ended up just kind of going straight through into uh, my master's program, which was all sports management. Nice. When you were going through this, is that when you kind of decided you wanted to work in sports? Or at what point did you decide you want to work within the sports business? Uh, it was it was probably that point um i actually just kind of stumbled upon a ticket office job which really seems where everybody starts <laughs> swinging tickets at the you know the front desk yeah um i had a buddy who was working there at the time and you know he said it's great it's part-time hours you know you get to work game days and that's really where i loved it uh probably the first game days where i started to kind of well you know let me take a step back it wasn't the first game day it was probably the first month up to that you know things really get hectic and you know you start running around and Things are out of control. You know, nobody knows where anybody is or what tickets. Nobody knows where tickets are. And so that's really where I loved it. And then came the first game day and I was sold. You know, so you like the chaos. You like the chaos. Uh, the chaos is awesome. <laughs> Which in sports is, is all there is, it seems. When I got out of sports, I really was having a hard time because I didn't have that chaos. I was so used to it and so used to being a problem solver and, you know, a firefighter and, so I can, I can definitely relate to that. So right. when, I, mean, I don't know what to do if things are normal and organized and controlled. <laughs> so when you got um, done school, what was your first position then? Well, I worked in the ticket office through undergrad. Okay. Um, I also took a little bit of time off from the ticket office for about a year. I worked for a small company called Global Golf Management. We run um, they run a handful of tournaments for the tour, uh, for the LPGA and for the web.com. So I was an operations coordinator on that end, which was totally different from what I've done. I had the opportunity for through one of my professors in a local tournament here in Dallas, um, which was the LPGA Volunteers of America Texas shootout. So started with them and then ended up traveling around, um, while school allowed it and, and work with the ticket office allowed it. I traveled around for about a year and 
got to see some big tournaments, got to see how they operate, got to see how they run. Um, everything from the sponsorship side, from tickets to actually just setting up a golf course, which was probably the coolest part to me was you're really just setting up a stadium. Um, and it comes down a lot faster, but you're setting up a stadium and then literally just <laughs> ripping it down and moving on to the next one. So that part was wild. Um, and then after that, uh, I kind of took a step back. I was like, I want to, you know, kind of go back to school for a little bit. But the, the travel was a lot with that job. So oh, yeah. you're on the road for three and a half, four weeks, depends, on, um, which is fun. I loved every bit of it. But, you know, at some point I was like, well, I mean, like long term, maybe not. World, so. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that's where I found uh, Learfield, Learfield IMG. It was Learfield prior. Um, so I kind of, I was there for the merger too. But um, there's a job open across the concourse. Um, with the Mean Green Sports Properties team. And so I took that and decided to really get my feet wet and uh, started college sports. So when you were back um, in the ticket office, what kind of like ticket software did you use? Any other technology that you were using on that side? So at the time we were using Arctics. Um, okay. And now I'm, I'm completely uh, out of it now because they switched to Pacquiao in about the minute I left. <laughs> I wasn't any controlling factor of that we had a new guy come in. Um, but Artix was the main one, Ticketmaster, a lot of that. Um, I had a little bit of backend experience with it, uh, but mostly just the, the game day settings and then, you know, in the office on, on, uh, throughout the weeks, kind of running that. So for your next position, what kind of role are you looking for? You know, I've thought about a couple of different options. You know, it's really, I like the relationship building um, that I learned both in the ticket office and in the sponsorship world. Um, and so that kind of plays into a couple of different ones, um, whether it be development, more sponsorship, uh, anything that really just gets me connecting fans, student athletes, uh, businesses back to the university or the athletic program that we've got. Um, that's where I, I have most fun, um, you know, kind of tapping into, the affinity of it really um it just seems like a like, like a good fit when you find somebody that is, is tied to the passion of, of that university so that that's really i don't know if there's a specific specific position for that but you know anything that deals with people outside of it and bringing them into the sports just on the college um aspect or are you open to like minor league or major league sports doesn't have to be college at all i mean I, that's where I, most of my experience is, but really with that kind of mindset of relationship building, it can go into either, um, any realm of it. So I'm open. <laughs> and then how about, um, you open a relocation? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That was one of the benefits that I had with Learfield. Um, and then even exploded when we merged too. went from yeah. about 115 schools or so to 200 plus. I mean, it was wild. Yeah, uh, it's it's great to follow their um, growth. I've always, I, I said, if I wanted to go into the college space, I would definitely want to be part of their group. They've they've been uh, they've been great. So let's talk more about like what what kind of stuff were you working on with Learfield then at um, University of North Texas? So we we're a smaller property. Um, there was it's a three man team that handled the corporate sponsorships and. So my main role was um, activation fulfillment, really account management. So um, for all of our partners, it was 
uh, everything from the ground up, you know, we were just being a small team. Um, a lot of the proposal building was, uh, was bounced off all three of us, you know, anything. So we were really just building, finding the right fit for partners. And then once we bring a partner on board, then it really goes into my hands and, and we, we get them on, um, just all fulfillment taken care of and, and go from there. So a lot of face to face with our partners, which was great being in a smaller school too, because a lot of our guys are local. Um, and so it really makes it, uh, enjoyable and, and easier to kind of get some stuff done when, you know, your guys just down the street, and you know, you need some artwork, but, um, other than that, we kind of branched into another role later on in the off season where mine was a bit of a hybrid role focused on a lot of new business, um, generating some leads and, and then just really trying to figure out what markets we need to go into, um, which ones we were kind of tapped out of. And, and so really focusing on kind of a hybrid fulfillment role and then a new business sales role. So that was kind of where I was prior to uh, going into this season and, and where I probably would have been still had I been there today. How about, um, what would you say is your um, biggest asset that you'll bring or biggest skill that you'll bring to a new position? Oof. Uh, probably just ability to talk to people, um, figuring out their needs, figuring out their wants, being able to listen, and then being able to relate what we have to offer to what might fit them or, you know, what might best be a good outcome for the relationship. So we're just trying to have to figure out and navigate those waters is probably what I bring best to the table. What area do you think you need to work on the most? <sighs> um, well, it probably goes back to what we said originally, the organizational piece, you know, the, the calmness of it. You know, I'm a, I work a lot better when it's 90 to nothing and, and a month out from football season and you're trying to kick off, but you know, how do we use our time in the off season is, is probably a big one. Just trying to get better, uh, more efficient at, at using the downtime to be either be more prepared or, or try to, to grow the property even more. How would you define success? Sex, success to me is um, I think it's the simplest terms would just be just a beneficial partnership, um, which is really what we, we we strive to do at North Texas was, you know, we have a long-term relationship with somebody, you know, and we know that what we are offering and what we're providing is works for them and what they're providing us, you know, granted for Clearfield terms and for the athletic department, it was usually financial, but it's beneficial for us. So looking back at a partnership and trying to realize, you know, that this works and both parties are benefiting, that's, that's, to, that's success to me. How about a, um, a fun fact about you? Fun fact. Uh, actually got into culinary school out of high school. Nice. I thought I wanted to go into restaurants and, and be a chef. Um, and still, still in the back of my mind that that world is even more brutal than, than sports though. So yeah, I, you know, I did one evil for the other, but it's still, still in the back of my mind. It's always been 
you know, I have a passion for me is cooking and, and uh, the restaurant so you're, world. You're a, good, so. you're a good cook. Hey, I try. What's I your, try. You have like a favorite dish you like to make? Or a signature uh, dish? More genre. It's either, yeah, it's either barbecue or uh, um, oh. or I even go all Italian. A lot of pasta, a lot of seafood. Nice. I go. Oh, I could eat yeah. barbecue almost every day. Wow. Texas, I mean, endless, endless opportunities. I'm in Virginia, so it's not great, quite as good. <laughs> we have Mission Barbecue up here, which uh, is like a chain. Oh, no, that's, no. Yeah. You come on down here, we'll get you some smoked cooked brisket. Now, St. Louis, whatever. St. Louis, yeah. when I lived there, they had some very good barbecue. So It is pretty a, interesting, the different regions. And um, it's different. I mean, it's all different styles. Yeah. It's cool. Everyone. Carolina is Memphis. I mean, then you get down to Texas and it's, you know, yeah. sweet, which, which do you prefer? I've born and raised in Texas. Okay. I like the Texas barbecue, <laughs> you know, the briskets, the sweet, thick barbecue sauce, all that, you know, covered butter, everything. <laughs> Tastes great. Maybe not the healthiest, but. Uh, no, no, there's no part of it. No. <laughs> No, well, Austin, thank you for, for joining me and, uh, hopefully we, uh, see you back out there working soon. Oh, did you freeze on me? Yeah. I appreciate the time. You know, thanks for what you're doing for the industry. It's awesome. But that's one of the things I love too about the sports world is it's small, but everybody's willing to help out. It's awesome. It's a big community, man. Yep. All right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and I have Zach Paul with me. How you doing, Zach? Doing good. I know we were actually just talking about this for a little bit, too. You got my, you got my name right. Everything's all good there. Uh, you're you're the, one of the few people that hasn't called me Zoe after seeing my email, so I, I, think, we're in a, I think we're in the clear, and we're good there. I passed the first test. <laughs> passed the first test. All right, let's get rolling. Tell me about your um, school experience that you have. Where'd you go to college? What degrees? Yeah, so I actually went over to college over at the University of Iowa, big time Hawkeye. Um, was there from 2011 to 2015 and actually have some really great professors I know from over there. Dan Matheson being one, uh, used to work for the Yankees. Anna, Anna Jensen, Packy Moran, great people to learn from, especially in the sports space. Um, and then afterwards, I went over to graduate school in 2016 feels so long ago now that it was 2016, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, I went over to Northern Illinois University and got a chance to learn underneath uh, uh, Steve Howell over there. Also a, a great mentor and a, a friend that I, I really have kept throughout my entire career. Nice. What uh, Did you do any internships while you were in school? You know, Iowa, I definitely didn't get the chance to do as much as much in terms of internships. I did them actually over in uh, at NIU in my graduate school experience. What okay. I did do over at Iowa was I was a part of a practicum course. This was probably, I'd like to say the end of my junior year, somewhere in that, you know, somewhere in that time space. So I switched majors, uh, like must've been very beginning of my junior year or midway through my junior year, because I'll be honest, like most people, I didn't even realize you could work in sports one day. And I was just <laughs> like, it's yeah. weird. Every I've had a lot of people say that. And I guess looking back, coming out of high school, it's like, who thinks about that? Think about players and that kind of thing. It's a, it was so weird. I, I found out about it 
And I was just like, yo, I'm game. Like at that time, like you have to understand the college sports mindset. I'm getting up for Hawkeye games probably at like six or seven in the morning. There, There's freshman and sophomore years. I had times where I would go and camp out with like dorm buddies in front of Kinnick. And, and just try and get down to the try and get down to the very front. And for for some games, it's a little bit different. But from the from the business standpoint, and why I wanted to be involved there, uh, like I really like going into college. I I always thought, you know, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be a lawyer one day. Sorry, mom. I'm gonna be doing this one day. Sorry, mom. And then I, I came here and we had people coming up to us and talking to us from the league at the time. It was a, a, you know football. Uh, people from the MLB, like I said, my uh, professor Dan Matheson, you know, he used to work for the Yankees one day, and for a for for a guy called George Steinbrenner, that that's a, a wealth of knowledge to learn from in and of itself. And I think about once a year he'll, you know, he'll have a a sock drawer somewhere that he'll just throw a sock out, and all of a sudden out of nowhere you're looking at four rings, and you're just like, oh, I can I can kind of see myself uh, doing some of the work that he did one day, and. Yeah, it's been a it's been a wild experience ever since. I I mean I know there's other there's other things you can ask in the meantime, but I, I mean my original ambition with getting started in sports uh, started with like hey you know like I, I'm kind of interested I you know I, I I get up all the time I've gone to games with my father obviously being a Chicago in my entire life I wonder what it's like on the business side of things. So when you got out of school or even if it was in school, what was kind of that first taste of actually working in sports? Failure. <laughs> Big time failure. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, Those I are the best though. I, yeah. My failures, I've learned the most. Yeah. And I got I, more out of failing than I've gotten out of the success. Oh man. Like I, I, I remember, you know, I graduated and one of the things my parents would consistently tell me in 2015, you know, you need to get a job. You need to get a job. You need to get a job. Uh, I, I get calls from my uh, from my mom like this was a, a couple of not even a week or two after I graduated and she's like did you get a job yet and I'm like oh. <laughs> like oh man so uh, the first experience I really had like even diving into the diving into the resume a little bit was I was working as a um, as an account executive with the Iowa Energy now currently the Iowa Wolves is part of the G League um, yeah miserable failure I ticket sales was something. I had always wanted to explore. It was something I always wanted to get more experience in, in school. And then I was finally getting offered that job out of school. And I was like, yo, this is great. And I, I wasn't prepared. Like, oh my God, I was such a kid. I was such a kid at that time. I, I needed to, to do more training. I didn't know anything about like a LinkedIn at that point in time. It, it's funny because I was just in a place where Four or five years ago, the, the one of the top sellers in the G League was like on staff at at my previous employer, and I I, I, don't, I never got a chance to like go up to the dude and be like, hey, I learned about you like four years like four years ago throughout that time. I should have done more things like you at that point, but uh, yeah, no, it was it was a great teacher. Um, I kind of I left that position and then got started back in Chicago. You know, I'm, I'm coming back. Um, looking at different spaces, you know, that at that point in time, I was like, you know, maybe I should go to grad school or uh, do a couple different things. Uh, obviously, that, that that momentous failure on my side of learning that, hey, maybe I need to learn a little bit more before I dive back into ticket sales was, was huge. And I came back, tried to get other experiences, tried to learn a little bit more uh, in the meantime. And then 
somewhere out of nowhere, we went from early 2016 to I had no jobs, no job prospects. I was not doing much in the like in that space when I came back to Chicago um, in 2016. To then you go to like the end of the year of 2016. Um, I've now worked for the the world champion Chicago Cubs as a raffle ticket seller. And trust me, when we get to memorable moments later, remind me to bring that back up. <laughs> I've worked for the Bulls. I've worked for uh, all these other teams. I can go on and on with the list, but the, the summary is I worked for six different professional sports teams at one time as a part-timer. Uh, and that really taught me a lot about uh, time management. Like Google <laughs> Calendar is a huge savior at the end of the yeah. day for anybody that's looking at this outside of that. And it gave me an opportunity to get back into grad school and really focus on what I wanted to do. And the theme that I kept running myself into wasn't just uh, ticket sales and going on that route. It was really like, Hey, bro, you really are concentrated on like helping, helping charities and helping communities and doing different things. That's what sent me on uh, this three, on this three year path. And it's, it's what's really kept me up. Like even with everything that's gone on over the past couple of weeks, uh, it still made me really hopeful about the, the future when we get into 2021, 22, and especially getting into the CR and uh, that space, especially back into sports or even corporate social responsibility at this point. What was your last position that you had? So my last position that I was in was as the, uh, I was a coordinator over with Spurs Give for uh, Spurs Sports and Entertainment. And I got to I got to tell you, I, I absolutely love that job. Oh, my God. Like it was a, it was easily the most positive experience that I've had working in the sports industry. And I mean, obviously, over the over the past week, it's been it's been sad. As you recently know, I just was laid off. And even even then, like I'm, I'm finding like those little like happy moments where I get a chance to like relive some of those memories because I. I had like the best game day desk anybody could ever ask for. And that, that's like one of the, one of the cool memories I get to take in place. But I, I just, I had so many people that I worked with that I consider like more like family than I do oh, yeah. as, than I do in some cases. And I have friends that I've made out here ever since that it's just like it, that more than anything beyond having, you know, like support from family from back home and everything has been what's, what's getting me into the the next process and keeping me hopeful because I got to be honest with you like it's been it, the the you know day one was really rough day two okay it was a little better and then uh, now we're now we're moving into the we're moving into the space where it's like okay look you you can you can make a plan you can you can enjoy everything that that's gone on and I mean like look you had a what I would have considered a dream job for almost like two years now you, you're on and looking for the next one. What kind of stuff did you work on with the, the foundation? Yeah, so primarily I was in that, that was a, that's a very complicated question when it comes to uh, ever since we went on to the, uh, we went on to hiatus. Um, primarily I was hired to be the 50, 50 raffle coordinator for Spurs get. So my job was essentially coordinate that program, hire raffle representatives and get it to a place to where it was successfully running. Um, where that kind of developed after the, the hiatus went on and uh, seeing some of the success that it had even uh, before then, and I, I, I'm gonna take a lot of pride in seeing where that, oh, seeing where that goes even beyond this. Um, it, I was doing everything from like helping with restaurant coordination, I was writing grants, 
Um, I mean, from, from my standpoint, I was already a, a manager having different conversations um, with a part-time staff. But I mean, even beyond that, it's just the, the position in and of itself went from, hey, you're solely working in, in fundraising and learning a couple different aspects to then all at one time, you're a fundraiser, you're working on the programming side. You, you know, I was, was helping and putting together some events um, that were specific to what I was doing as a fundraiser. And then I was doing a lot of, a lot of help and other work to help with people on, on other sides too, when it came to our youth sports side, I became a micro league coach on, on our end, trying to help teach youth soccer. I still have, that's one of my favorite uh, long sleeve shirts. Like it's still over in my, uh, it's still over in my uh, closet over here. But I, I mean, I, I got a chance to do a ton. I was on a committee as well with our, uh, our social activities committee uh, with the team. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a, you know, one, one day, you know, somebody said at one point in time, you know, your day to day isn't going to isn't going to ever be the same in sports. And man, that person really should have put that on a painting and put it up in my house. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's for sure. It's always evolving. You know, what, what are you going to do today? Uh, so is it safe to say that you kind of want to be in that, uh, you know, nonprofit or community, you know, side of sports? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, you know, one of the things that I've looked at when it comes to my dream job for the future and take keep in mind, I'm also going to also put like a caveat for, for some of my weaknesses as well um, on this, you know, my dream job when it came to being in the sports industry was always being a manager on the community relations side of things, the, the community engagement portion side of the, the industry, especially on the foundation side. And whether that was as a, a fundraising manager or as a programming manager, um, realistically, what my goal was, it, it, it never was about like this next step to build a resume. And I know how this is going to sound because I, I, even like uttering those words sounded like a little grimy to me. But like truly what I wanted to do with that specific ambition and with that love for being able to fundraise and being a part of a being part of a team. First off, the sports platform is immensely powerful on the on the team side. Whether you're on the the social media end with like a Bleacher Report or anything, like I, I it's it's immensely powerful and it's very helpful. It shapes our culture and it binds all of us. Um, but it also specifically with that ambition would allow me to be able to help grow people and allow me to be able to help more people. And it, you know somewhere. I'm going to like here because I'm uh, because I'm like an only child. Like I hear one of my parents being like, you're one of the most selfish people I ever knew. Like what, <laughs> what's going on? What's going on? Like this was like over the course of about like three, four years, this is what I developed and this was where I wanted to go. Like, I I'm truly can tell you it, it was my passion. It, it's where I still see myself going here in the future. Um, even though we're going to, we're going to probably hit pause for a little bit, just as, as many people in the industry are to, to let everything recover a little. Yeah, it's going to, it will bounce back at some point. So, um, hopefully everybody gets positioned and gets back as quick as possible. What would you say is the biggest strength that you bring to a new position? Well, I'd say specifically when it comes to, when it comes to the strengths, um, you know, first and foremost, I'm not a nine to five guy. Um, and I say that specifically because I don't see a nine to five mentality being something that you can take in this industry. 
just from experience. Um, but even beyond that, what it means for me specifically, you know, I'm passionate, I'm determined. Um, even beyond that, like the strengths that I bring personally, you know, I'm, I'm responsible, I'm a communicator. I've had to learn a lot throughout the course of my career to even be able to bring some of those things up. I'm very focused and it, you know, one of the things is I like to be an activator. Like I like to get a chance to, to chat with some of my coworkers. Hey, you have an, you have an idea. How can we move this from, from an idea to it's something that we're executing? If not this week, within the month. Like I, that, that, that's where I see those strengths lying. But even beyond that and just some of the other, like personally, I, I'm more of a, like my mind thinks more analytically. I, that my strength comes from, able to take a step back and be able to analyze where I'm going to be going with something. And I, you know, it's one of the things that I like to be able to say when it comes to like risk aversion and in different, in different things, like it, it doesn't hurt to like ask an extra question or two, you know, I, earlier on in my career, I, I'd be the person to just kind of like go full force and just be like, yeah, you're, and it would get me into this mindset of making assumptions. Like I'd assume someone would want this. I'd assume yeah. this was going to happen. And then when something went the complete other way, you're like, yo, what's going Sometimes it's better I, just to, to communicate, you know? Yeah, luckily someone pulled me aside in, in the meantime. was just like, you know, I want you to, like, you know, you, you make a lot of assumptions, like take a step back. Yeah, take a step back a little bit. Probably one of the the better pieces of advice that that I've gotten, so I can now at least be able to tell you, hey, I like think a little bit more analytically. I'm not just gonna you're gonna be like, yep, okay, let's just go, let's just go ahead. Well, with that being said, on the um, strength side, how about the weakness? What do you need to work on most? Oh, the weaknesses one is the one I was. I, this one specifically is, you, you know, I had to think of myself um, in in a very hurtful way, but I mean realistically and truthfully, I think it is that I'm still learning how to think bigger. Um, I specifically throughout the course of my college career was like, it's like pretty limited, like my first two, my first like two years. And I, I, I think that specifically I've been learning so much as I go throughout this process of, of being in a career, being employed and learning a little bit more about how other people think that, you know, I, I have conversations where I'm just like, you know what? I should probably get a chance to talk with this person a little bit more because you know they're they're uh, <laughs> they're they're kind of um they're kind of a little ahead of this ahead of this game called life the, than I am right now. But uh, you, you know that, that that was one of the things I saw as one of my, as one of the uh, the bigger weaknesses. I'm still learning. I'm still taking in information and, and trying to figure out just like a lot of people what could make this instead of it being something that's great even bigger, something that's going from a national thing to a global uh, type of icon. And I luckily had someone that I recently worked with that, that luckily was so futuristic that I got a chance to like sit down in a, in a room every once in a while and just be like, yeah, okay, I need, I need to, I need to, I need to write down some of the things that she's thinking and how, how to actually move from being a, what I would say is my second weakness to, hey, we need to take a little bit more chances when it comes to anything that we're doing. And it, luckily, that's what a lot of my uh, my second year of employment uh, was like in my previous position. Like a lot of it, uh, when it comes to like risk aversion, I feel like it's more of like a, it, it, you know, some people will say like risk aversion is like a, hey, like this is the guy that won't jump out of the, 
who won't jump out of the plane, even though he has the, he has the, the parachute on. And I, I want you to realize right now. That would be me. I wouldn't jump. I'm totally, <laughs> I'm totally that guy. I'm totally that guy. I'm like, yo, like, they, you know, what if this thing doesn't, what if it doesn't work? And I'm cat- catapulting all the way down to the ground. And then I got to worry about people seeing me on the news a little bit later and all the, all these different thoughts. But no, like when I, when I think about like, areas that I could even improve on some of those weaknesses when it comes to risk aversion. That was something like very early in my career, I really struggled with. Like, am I going to say, like, if I say this, will it be this person or will do this? Or if I do this, will it hurt this much monetarily? And the reason I, I see that more as a weakness now and looking back on it is because it's overthinking and it doesn't allow you to get to a place where you can easily go from, Hey, you're, you're overthinking this a little bit. Let's just give something a try to then going and executing, then going to executing on something. And, uh, you know, I, I took some pretty, some pretty, pretty big risks in, in my, uh, in my second year of employment. And I, I'm uh, happily, uh, I happily can tell you that, uh, um, I, I've had some failures. I had some, some huge successes, which I was glad for as well. But I, I mean, th- this past couple of years of learning about how to, how to take that weakness and really uh, turn it upside down and learn a little bit more is just all about like, Hey, I just got to learn how to, you know, how to be uncomfortable every once in a while. Oh yeah, definitely do. Let's kind of flip it over to something fun. Like give us like a fun fact about yourself. All right. So fun fact about myself, <laughs> the reason that you see, uh, there, there's two reasons behind this. The reason you see me with the amount of hair that I have right now is for two reasons. Um, one, I obviously don't want to put any of my barbers at risk out here to, to cut this chrome dome off the top. And when I did it, do it, keep it, man, it's, it's cool. I, I looked like Lex Lothor. Like <laughs> I had a, I, I was walking out of the arena one day and this fan was just like, Hey, check it out. He looks like Lex Lothor. And I'm just like, uh, I'm never doing this again. I'm never cutting it all off. But, um, no, like, what that conceals right now is the fact that I have a gigantic divot in my head somewhere here from a foul ball that I caught off the noggin uh, during 2016 during the Cubs World Series run. Oh, my God. While you were selling 50-50 tickets? Yeah, while I was selling raffle tickets. I'm up on the, I'm up on the, um, the, the first base side, up on the, the very upper decks. This is like I, – I even forget the sections, but it might be like 400s, 500s. Like it, it's, it's up there. And I'm coming down. I take a seat. Someone wants a raffle ticket one day. And, you know, I take a normal seat down. You know, it's in the middle of play. I tried to stay down whenever it was in the, in the middle of play. And then all of a sudden, I know where everybody would start tossing cash over. Um, while I'm doing that, uh, I'm completely oblivious to everything that's going on for play for a little bit. Uh, they restart the, you know, they're, they're coming up to the next inning. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I feel sharp pain off the top of my head. And I had just been hit by a foul ball. It had bounced over into another section. So someone else had got that foul ball. I'm still perfectly conscious. I, I really still am perfectly conscious at this time. And, you know, I had Usher come over and be like, are you okay? Like, is this, that, or the other going? No, I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Don't worry. I'll be, I'll be just fine. Like, I, I, I kind of like no-sold it a little bit, as they say in wrestling. I kind of no-sold it a little bit and just kind of like, like kept going on. And then later on in that same game, at the same day, get whacked over the back of the head by a gigantic, by a gigantic thing of beer It was a beer vendor that was just trying to get past. And we, we both just kind of exchanged that. I, you know, I'm just like, ah. he's just like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Everybody's just you got like, two concussions in one night, you know? Oh, 
what was this like? It was like game. I'm trying to. I'm trying to remember. This must have been like game three or four. But it was. It, yeah. Like, hey, man. Wow. It, one. You know, it, people earned their rings throughout the course of that series. <laughs> I'd like to say, like, when I have the, uh, when I have the, uh, when I take a, the, the, the ring out in and of itself. I take a look at it and I'm just like, there's been a lot of blood, sweat, and tears poured onto this ring, the least of which being my own. I, you know, I'm always going to remember this series. Never would have seen that happening, no matter, no matter if I was working full-time or part-time uh, all those years ago. Well, I mean, it's probably not a you know, great thing, but it's a cool story. At least you're going to remember <laughs> that, that game forever, probably. But, hey, I appreciate you joining me today. Um, you know, I love the passion that you have. You can you can see it and hear it. So hopefully that that comes across to some people out there looking for um, good talent. So um, we'll keep in touch and uh, good luck. Appreciate it, Andrew. All right, we're back for Free Agent Friday, and we're with Matt Mose down in Charlotte. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for having me on, Andrew. It's really cool that you're doing this uh you know i'm a big proponent of giving back and helping others in this industry and uh, when you reach out to me it was just awesome that you're willing to do this so thank you and i look forward to chatting with you yeah thank you for joining me i mean it's it's unfortunate with the state of you know our industry and hopefully um this platform can help some people so um, that's what I'm kind of excited about. Uh, but let's start off. Um, where did you go to school? What degrees did you get? Yeah, so I am from uh, Minnesota originally, and I went to a, a small D3 college. Some may be familiar with it. Uh, I know you spoke with Trisha early on uh, when you started doing this. University of Wisconsin Lacrosse, uh, right on the Minnesota Wisconsin border. And I majored in sport management and a minor in communication. When I was uh, in, in college, I knew I wanted to be very involved. I knew I wanted to work in the sports industry and everything they you know, harped on and folks I spoke to in the industry was, hey, get experience, get experience. And, and so I did that. I worked at our campus recreation center. If there was an opportunity to volunteer, I was there. If anything, I probably chewed off more than I, I can, uh, you know, handle with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to take 18 credits and, and this and that, but <laughs> like, man, I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait, I need to do classes. I want to get this experience, but Hey, it all worked out well. And I wouldn't have traded that experience for the world. Um, I was fortunate enough with some of my fellow students to, um, co-found a, a sport management association that they did not have there. And, cool to kind of look back and see hey that's helping students nowadays and uh, just something that's still around so nice. uh, I had a great time there very much enjoyed it but then was ready to get out of the cold so uh, my wife and I it is headed, cold uh, we headed there. southeast yeah yes. I've been up in uh, the cross area and I remember it just being cold <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the time I, I knew I was done when our final semester we had four different times where there's snowfall to 20 plus inches Days walking to class yeah. or riding my bike 20, 30 below. Like, Forget why am stuff. I doing this yeah. again? Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, when you were in school, did you do any internships? I did, yes. Uh, very involved on campus. Anytime there was a 5K, uh, we had the Lacrosse Fitness Festival, which is a marathon, half marathon. I was inaugural intern with that, helping uh, drum up sponsors operationally. I did that. 
And then I also was fortunate enough to intern for the Minnesota Vikings during training camp. Uh, did that uh, team operation. So everything from helping set up camp, break down camp, uh, assist with players, coaches, anything. Uh, a ton of work, but awesome experience. And uh, really my first chance to kind of delve into the, the pro sports world and just kind of I knew I was on the right path of, of working in sports. So when I came back from that, started my junior year, I then interned with the lacrosse Spartans. They were part of the indoor football league, uh, you know, the whole small field, indoor football um, in a, a small town. And that was definition of startup franchise. So <laughs> lot, oh, yeah. lot, lots to learn there. I, I more or less did that, you know, a year and a half, two years worth unpaid the entire time and uh, was overseeing players and helping with interns selling you name it if if it could be done we were trying to figure out a way how to do it so that's that's the thing with minor league sports though too is you get an opportunity to kind of dip your toe in a bunch of different uh, departments and it kind of lets you figure out what you want to do, you know, or whatever you're going to be good at. So exactly, uh, especially that too. Um, so no, that's, that's great. Did you like, are you more of a football fan or is there like a sport that really is your sport? Yeah. End of day. I'm a, a big football fan um, through and through. I mean, when I was in high school and everything, I played football and um, very much enjoyed it. Would have loved to play it, you know, next level sure i could have tried the whole d3 football but also when i'm this age i wanted to be able to walk without feeling super (laughs) sore and everything so exactly it's like i i think i can really do this behind the scenes thing the you know working on the the team side of things instead of being on the field anymore my body thanks me (laughs) yeah you know my um my mind tells me i can do it my body says otherwise (laughs) Correct. So, Correct. So at what point did you realize you wanted to actually work in sports though? Yeah. So really I was pretty relatively young. I was, you know, growing up in Minnesota, huge Minnesota Vikings, twins, Timberwolves fan. Loved, loved all that. I wanted to, you know, be the next Kevin Garnett, the next Randy Moss. And you know, I realized, hey, I'm that's not gonna happen. <laughs> you were real and, with yourself. I was, I was. And um, it's kind of funny. One of my favorite movies is Jerry Maguire. Tom Cruise, one of my favorite actors. I saw that movie and it really, you know, I must have been elementary, early middle school. And I realized you can work on kind of the, the backside, the operational part of working in sports. So that really got me going and looking into it. And from there, I knew professional sports, it's where I, where I want to be. And it, it's, my passion. And I think the cool thing about it is for me, my brand, who I am, I'm somebody that I love to give back. I love to help others. And this gives me a great platform to do that. Some of the things I really enjoy, I mean, I've ton of experience on the ticket side, the operational side that gives families time to come out to a game and enjoy that time away from the real world for a little bit together. It's for businesses to reward their top employees or to take care of clients. I just think it's such an amazing platform for people to be able to use and a platform for me to also be able to give back. I love doing things just like what we're doing right now, chatting with, you know, 
folks that are in college right now or fresh out of college trying to find a job, if it wasn't for the, the people I chatted with when I was in college and high school doing job shadows and learning about what they did in the sports world, I wouldn't be where I am today. And I appreciate that. And I'm, I'm going to make sure that I pat back and, and help others. So, you know, again, thank you for doing this. And as I learned, it's a very tight knit community of passionate people. The sports world is big, but it's really not that big when you get down yeah. to it. So it's, yeah, it's a it's lot smaller than it, uh, than it seems. That's for sure. I mean, just, yeah. you, I've never spoken to you before today. Um, but we already, you know, have worked with some, some people that we have in common. Yep. And so, I mean, it's, it's just how small it is. So, so true. So true. So when you got out of school, where was your first uh, gig? Yes. So right out of college, um, the first couple months, you know, I was trying to figure out where we're going to go, what we're going to do. And it's fortunate enough to land an opportunity in Hickory, North Carolina, uh, with the Hickory Crawdads as the director of special events, overseeing that. And I mean, man, did I, I already kind of knew that, you know, minor league from the football side, but baseball, that's a different animal. And that, like I mean, pulling tarp and stuff. Oh, everything. I mean, <laughs> Being the mascot when it's 100 degrees, Damn, yeah. cooking the hot you. dogs, I mean, <laughs> setting up special events and not having a budget to run it and still making a successful event, yeah. selling, and you know, it's yep. you do a little bit of everything. And I wouldn't change those 100-hour weeks on very little pay for anything because it's helped make me who I am today. It's got me to where I am today. So I love it. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a great way to be able to grow and just – figure out where you want to go. Well, how did you go from there to the Panthers? Like how did, did you just see it online and apply? Was that like a referral? Yeah. So that, and that, as I've learned in the sports industry, you'll probably agree. A lot of the positions out there are never posted. It's a lot of networking, getting to know folks. And so I, uh, my wife, she knew somebody that had a friend that worked for the Panthers we happened to be going to a game and I made sure I was not going to leave that game until I got to introduce myself. Nice. Um, you know, made a good enough connection uh, that he helped connect me with uh, my, who ended up being my boss, Joe and messaged him on LinkedIn. There wasn't anything at that time. Checked in a month later, they had just found out they had an opportunity to uh, bring some sales associates in and, you know, kind of the rest was history from there. I knew uh, I wanted to transition from minor league baseball and get back to my roots of, of football and um, kind of try out the sales thing and you know, cut my teeth in at that and was fortunate enough to be there for seven and a half years doing full menu ticket sales of our PSLs, single game suites, hospitality, you know, concerts and uh, just different events. And then as they were moving into the, the Charlotte MLS, starting to to work on some of that as well. So just nice. uh, a timing thing and uh, just very fortunate for the, the opportunity that I had there. What would, what would you say is your biggest skill that you'll bring to a new position? Yeah, I am extremely adaptable. You can plug me in anywhere and I know I'm going to succeed. I am able to quickly learn, you know, if I need to ask the right questions to, to get where I'm going to go, I'm able to do that. Um, you know, just like everybody else in sports, I work very hard. It's 
you wouldn't work in sports if you didn't. So, yeah. or um, you wouldn't be very, there long. So <laughs> yeah, cor- correct. Correct. The first time you pulled tarp in minor league baseball, you would have been like, I don't think this is for me. <laughs> yeah. I'm so, glad I didn't have to do that. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it's, um, again, just driven and, um, willing to succeed. Uh, doesn't matter what the role is. I think I can hop in and I can contribute early on. What do you think the biggest area you need to improve on? Yeah. So with, for me, as I previously mentioned, I love to give, give back and help others. I'm the type that somebody, you know, I'm working on a project or pounding out my sales calls and, Hey, can you help with this or that? Raise my hand. I'm there. I'll do it. And, you know, with that, I, I've had to learn and improve upon prioritizing or asking for help from others when, when needed. And through that too, though, it's helped me become extremely efficient um, to, you know, get the most out of when it was qualifying a, a lead on, you know, whether to continue down the path or a project that I'm working on of, hey, how do we get from, you know, A to Z efficiently, being very detail oriented and uh, getting the job done to be successful that what best helps the customer and also what is best for the company. What would be your dream job? Yeah. So for me, I am looking to pivot to the more corporate side. I've been with kind of the the team side through the minor leagues all the way up to the NFL for about the last little over 10 years. And so now I'm looking to pivot to the corporate side of things. I want to help a Fortune 500 company manage their sports and event ticket portfolios and sport event partnerships. I think that really is just an opportunity that can play to my strengths. I, you know, kind of doing some self-reflection over the last month and a half or so. And Hey, why don't I, you know, target a opportunity like that? You know, I, instead of continuing down the sales path, you know, my strengths of account management, customer relationship and efficiency, all that great stuff is going to play better on that side instead of staying in the ticket sales side of things. So I think I can really bring um, experience of being on the team side to a corporation, maybe look for spots where maybe they can be more efficient and, and grow and just somebody that knows the lingo and has been there, uh, whether they're using it for client entertainment or their employees, making sure you're getting the most bang for your buck. Yeah, no, that's uh that's a, I didn't even realize how many companies have a position for that, but pretty much every big company does. Yeah. And it's a lot to manage. I mean, even just the, you know, the partnerships, everything. So with that, are you open to relocation or do you need to be in that Charlotte area? Yeah, ideally, you know, my wife and I have been here uh, for a little over nine years now. We love this community, so we're not looking to leave it. Uh, it's very much growing. I, I think there's still a lot of growth that it can occur here. And I think that it's a big enough city that can find an opportunity, whether it's company based in Charlotte or remote capabilities as, sure. as companies in this time right now are realizing we can successfully can get work. done. Yeah. yeah, we can get done what we need to get done. Sure. I'm not afraid to, if I got to fly to corporate quarterly or something like that, but um, I think within Charlotte too, I, I want to help this city and com- community grow. I was uh, reading an article last week and uh, the guy in it had mentioned that, you know, there, there's 
kind of different companies you can work for. There's one that if there's an issue or, you know, in the community, they might just write a check and say, we're doing our part. And then there's the company that puts their money where their mouth is. They really want to help their community and grow. And I, I think there's opportunities like that in Charlotte where, you know, I can help on the, the ticket platform of helping that company grow throughout the world helping their employees and just doing good things for the city. I think it all kind of works hand in hand and I'm, I'm excited uh, to find that opportunity. How would you define success? Wonderful question. So, I mean, with that, I think for me being very operationally driven, getting from point A to point Z, point, you know, getting from A to Z, along the way, did I make an impact? Did I leave it better off than what I found it? I think if at the end of the day, we get to the goal and I've made an impact, I would think that's a success, but also, you know, twofold, hey, we came up short, but did we learn from it? Did we improve? Um, end of the day, it's okay, you know, next time we're gonna hit that goal or, or get where we need to go because we've learned. It's not wasted time. You know, if, if you failed and you didn't learn anything and you just give up, then yes, you've wasted your was time. Waste. <laughs> yeah, yeah, correct. So. No, that's what I was thinking because I've been in, this is, I think about the, or maybe 45 free agent Fridays in. So I've asked this question 45 times. Yeah. And it's like, I said to myself, I don't want anybody to ask me that because I don't know how I would respond. Yeah. But so I've been thinking about it for a lot and it's, you know, for me, it's just no matter what it is, knowing I gave it everything I could, um, whether the outcome was necessarily considered a failure or not, in my eyes, that would be success. As long as I give yep. everything I got, yep. um, whether you fall on your face or you hit a grand slam, um, if, if you gave it all you got, um, you're there. So it's cool to see everybody's answer because it's it's all relative to to them there's no wrong answer yep. so yeah 100 percent um, agree on that so it's cool um tell me a fun fact about you yeah so my hobby on the side i homebrew my own beer and i love it it's a lot of fun to do it i it, it kind of just relates into that thing of i i like the point a to point z and how things work and learning um as i go so been doing that since about 2013 or so. And it's wow. So you're, you're almost a brewmaster now, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> so would you, would you buy one of those like kits or whatever, or how do you, yeah. how do you even go about that? Yeah. Started uh, just buying a kit in uh, when we first moved down here in North Carolina, boiled it on the stove top. And my wife wasn't too sure about it because then the, the apartment smelled like stale beer for the next, you know, couple days and everything but kind of progressed from there from a tiny little thing to uh now i've got storage space in the garage that you're building a building out back now <laughs> i wish man if the, if the hoa approved it i'd be all in <laughs> <laughs> wow so how many different styles have you made then yeah i so i love to kind of go anywhere from uh, a lighter beer up to uh, a darker stout so probably about 10 or 12 different styles that I've done, probably done about 20, 25 batches or so. Um, since we had a, a kid about 17 months ago, it slowed down my brewing a little bit, but don't, don't worry, kids, I'll, keep, kids. I'll, I'll keep at it. So, I'm so just do your keep, friends 
does anybody drink it or just you? Oh yeah. Yeah. And no, they, they uh, like it. They come back. They, they do. I was, okay, so I was fortunate <laughs> enough to win a uh, second place in the Blondale category at old Mac Mecklenburg brewery uh, last summer when they, when they had a That's competition. Awesome. So yeah, I, I think it's good. We always seem to finish the kegs off and people <laughs> ask for more. So, but I mean, that is how most of these craft breweries start. Yeah. You know, people like yourself just, it's a hobby and then, oh, you kind of, you're, you're honing in your craft and then yep. they open up. So yep. that's cool. And I'll, I'll be keeping it at the hobby level. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sports are my passion where I'm going. So we'll, right. we'll just keep the, the two uh, kegs outside and uh, we'll leave yeah. it at that. Nah, well, Matt, I appreciate you joining me, man. It was good to, to get to know you more and, and learn about your career. I mean, you know, you've got a, I think a really bright future ahead. So hopefully uh, you'll be back in the saddle here soon. Yeah. I appreciate you doing this. Awesome uh, for you to do. And if there's anyone that's done this previously or anybody watching this, if, if myself can be of assistance to you, please let me know. As I've mentioned, I wouldn't be where I am today if I, I didn't um, get that help. So I'm here for you and uh, we'll all, I, I think my personal belief, we'll, we'll get through this in sports industry. It's tough right now, but you look in the future, we're going to be better for it. It's, oh, yeah. We're going to become more efficient. We're going to learn better ways to serve the fans, the clients, and it's, it's going to be better for us. So take some time to get there, but uh, everybody keep your heads up and uh, it'll be great. All right, we're back for another Free Agent Friday, and today I've got Meaden Zubalaga. How are you, Meaden? I'm good. How are you, Andrew? Doing good. Doing good. I'm glad you were able to join me. Thank you for having me. I'm excited Let, to be here. Yeah, let's um, start off with your um, college experience that you have and degrees. Um, where'd you go to school? Definitely. Um, I went to a small liberal arts college in Washington, Pennsylvania, called Washington and Jefferson College super small college just outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And there I majored in English and I minored in professional writing and art history. I know that has nothing to do with sports, <laughs> but I actually thought I was gonna go into teaching for a while. So that's why I had the English degree there. Um, but I also played four years of collegiate field hockey. Um, we actually won their first ever conference title my freshman year. So I got to be part of nice. that. Um, but overall, I had the most amazing college experience, so I can't complain about any of it. I'm just trying to picture where Washington, PA is. What's it close to? It's really close to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Is it? it yeah. Oh, yeah, the Washington Wild Things are there, right? Baseball team, I think. Yeah, um, yeah good knowledge. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, so more central PA, but um, I spent a lot of time in Pittsburgh. So, so yeah. at, what, at what point did you decide you wanted to get into sports? Good question. Um, so after college, I did some soul searching. I actually worked for a small doctor's office just after college, just to get some work experience. Um, and then I was thinking about what I wanted to do with the rest of my life. Um, and I thought back to all the sports I played and I was like, I need to do something sports related. And then I started digging to see what I was qualified to do. Like most people do, <laughs> what can I do in sports? Um, and honestly, when I first got into it, I just got lucky. Somebody gave me a chance and hired me on 
taught me what they knew and I fell in love with it. So um, I, I hope to continue my career in it if, if that's the path that I'm supposed to be going. But uh, that, that's sort of how I got into it. And I'd like to stay in it if possible. When you were in college, did you do any internships at all or any volunteer work? I, I did some volunteer work just in, on campus, but never anything with the sports team. So uh, when I got out, I had zero experience. And I, I think um, that's what makes me a little bit more unique because people my age, a lot of them had that experience or that opportunity to do an internship or or some of them got degrees in sports management. I didn't have any of that. <laughs> people <laughs> stopped. But hey, you've still been, still been doing it, so. I didn't get a degree at all. So, and I've been in the sports business most of my adult life. So, See, we're doing you know, okay. there's all, yeah, there's all, all types can make it. Uh, so tell me about the first job in sports that you had, who was that with and what were you doing there? Yeah. So my first ever job in sports with, was with the Reno Bighorns. Um, they had just gotten bought out by the Sacramento Kings when I started. Um, so they were, they were in Reno, Nevada, during my uh, first two seasons with them, I, I worked in ticket sales. I, uh, you know, people who work in the minor leagues, they, they know you. when you work in ticket sales, you don't just work in ticket sales. You do everything. <laughs> Little of everything. You move furniture, you help with community relations stuff. Everybody on that team is working together to get people in the stands and make a great experience for everybody. Um, so my first job was with them and I absolutely loved it. I would not change a single thing about it. All the work, all the hours, totally worth it. Um, <laughs> amazing people I met. Uh, I was actually uh, sad to see the team move from Reno because I fell in love with Reno. Um, but, you know, that led me to other opportunities. And then after the Bighorns, I got my job with the Spurs and big change from a minor league organization to a professional league, but um, I learned a lot from them as well and wouldn't, wouldn't trade any of my experiences. Honestly, they've been amazing. What do you think is the biggest differences that you saw between the two? Yeah. Well, like I said before, minor league basketball, you do everything. You, you are more than just a ticket sales rep. Um, when I switched over to the Spurs, a lot different. I still had the flexibility to be creative as I want, but sort of more within my department. I focused a lot more on ticket sales rather than moving furniture and things like that. Um, you know, you, you don't have as strong of a connection with the basketball team as you do in the minor leagues because those people are trying to move up too. Um, but one of the, the better things about working in professional sports, I would say over minor leagues is you get that big corporate experience and um, it's a larger company and you get to work with a lot more people within the organization. Um, so the, the biggest difference is just size, I guess, uh, for me, it, it was just going from a minor league organization, small office to, you know, a big ocean full of people who <laughs> right. help make the Spurs organization run. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, there's definitely uh, a lot more people with the Spurs. Yeah. Like when you were doing ticket sales, like, you know, did you have to make like a ton of cold calls or were you taking inbound calls? How were you kind of getting sales? Yeah. So when I first started out, I think <coughs> most people will say this when they first started out, you, you go through a very basic training of ticket sales. So I started out in cold calling, but I actually, as I got older, I learned, you know, different things that'll work for different 
people. Um, so I actually, when I came here, I uh, used more social media platforms and uh, email to reach out to people, just trying to find the best way to make a connection. And then ideally, my whole goal was to get in front of people. I think the best way to make connections is face to face. I know we're in a unique time where face to face doesn't really exist. But this is face to face now. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Um, I think there's ways around it. Like Zoom's been great for for face to face and still making that connection and building relationships. So to me, I don't think it's all about cold calling. Um, I'm not against it, but I think your ultimate goal should be, be face to face, build a relationship and give them something they need. Did you, did they teach you social selling with the Spurs? I actually learned social selling with the Kings. Uh -huh. <laughs> Shout out to the Sacramento Kings for uh, their big push on social selling. Um, but what was nice is I got to transfer it over to the Spurs and bring something that um, you know, maybe they weren't pushing as hard um, until I got there, or maybe they just had a couple reps doing it. And I had the flexibility where I got to continue social selling. So. With, okay. No, that's good. Um, it's more and more prevalent now. I think social selling, you know, selling through text, um, all that. How about um, what's kind of the ideal role you're looking for next? Um. I know it's hard to believe, but I want to stay in sales. <laughs> I think once you find something you really love, you should stick with it. And uh, for me, I didn't—I don't think anybody ever goes into a sales role saying, I want to be a salesman. Um, but I actually fell in love with it when I worked for the Bighorns and got the opportunity to continue it with the Spurs and fell even more in love with it. Just building relationships, making connections, uh, learning what I can from every situation. Every situation is a little bit different. And uh, I'm excited to continue my role doing that and hopefully bring some innovation to a different organization or team in the future. What's kind of the dream job for you? It was funny that you asked that because I was trying to think of dream jobs. And when I think dream jobs, I think, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up kind of thing? <laughs> But for me, I think like the ultimate dream job would be to work for a team that is brand new. I think what an amazing experience it would be to join a team that's just starting from the ground up and get to be part of building that culture, um, building everything out just in general for that and building a face for that organization. I think that would be a unforgettable experience. I don't know if it'll ever happen for me, but I mean, I think that's his dream job as I can get right now. <laughs> I mean, I've done it at the minor league level multiple times and it, it's fun to, to take an idea and then develop it and then see it from, from start to when you actually start playing. So very cool experience. Very rewarding. I hope I get to do that someday. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, would you say is your biggest skill that you bring to a new job? I think my biggest skill, I think I, I have a few pretty good skills that go along with uh, ticket sales, like being competitive and things like that. Um, but I think my, my best skill is my work ethic. I think I came in and I didn't have a sports management degree or, or really any experience. And, you know, because I brought in such a great work ethic that, you know, I got to thank my parents for, um, you know, I was able to learn a lot and 
always give 100% where I could. Um, and I think that's translated from every job I had, not just uh, necessarily in sports or in sales, but it's something that, you know, I really hold myself accountable to just giving 100%, 100% of the time. Nice. What is the biggest area you think you need to improve on? Yeah, there's a few, I'm sure, and a few that other people would say. Um, but I think one, I guess, weakness I have or an area that I'm working on improving is being more patient. I think I, as a salesman, you you want instant results, right? So um, I think, you know, I, I always want the answer to something right away. If somebody tells me something, I ask a million questions. And I think what I'm working on now is just stepping back, being a little patient. It's okay. You don't need answers right away. I want that sale. I want that sale. Exactly. <laughs> don't tell me you're going to call me back. You're not going to call me back. Exactly. You totally get it. Um, so I'm working on my patience. But yeah. <laughs> no, that comes with time. Comes with time. What would you, how would you define success? Success. Great question. Um, I think true success uh, is something that comes rarely or over time, I guess. Um, I think to me, success is, you know, I feel like I use this analogy a lot, but falling off the horse like a hundred times or a thousand times before you finally get to stay on and achieve something great. Um, and I think along with that, you know, comes a lot of failures or challenges, but ultimately to be super successful, you have to be courageous and strong and determined. And I think that's how you achieve your greatest successes. In your next role, are you open to relocation or are you kind of stuck in the San Antonio area? Um, I'm open to relocation. I think I've moved around a lot, so I'm used to that. And I know with sports comes that element of moving. Um, you know, I've lived in Pennsylvania, I've lived in Nevada, I've lived in Texas, I'm from California. So <laughs> I'm open to moving around and, and seeing what else is out there. Um, but yeah, I guess that's where I'm at with that. Any sport or uh, I see you worked for two basketball teams. Are you a basketball fan or did they I'm just a, happen to be the positions you were able to kind of get in with? I'm a fan of all sports first off. I don't think yeah. I'm just NBA. Um, I think those were the ones that came to me. Um, you know, when, when I had an opportunity more to choose what I was, you know, trying to do originally, it was about location. So Reno. Um, but then after that, I was like, oh, I can go anywhere and do this. So I'll take anything. And then I got that great opportunity with the Spurs that just also happened to be in basketball. So, um, you know, I really love hockey. I love the NFL, MLB. I'll do it all. I feel like I'm just a big sports fan. So. <laughs> are all your favorite teams out in California? What are your favorite? What, 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 what are your teams? <laughs> My favorite baseball team is the Giants, San Francisco. Um, but then my favorite football team is uh, the Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys, America's team. <laughs> um, and my favorite hockey team is the Blackhawks. And I'm going to leave my NBA team out just because I've worked for two NBA teams and I don't want to offend them with my, <laughs> with my actual pick for that. So. <laughs> wow. So you're, you're pretty much zigzagging the country with your favorite teams, it looks like. <laughs> Yep, that's why I can go anywhere because yeah. I'll be fan. I'll be a fan of something. 
So what would be a fun fact about you? Fun fact, man, there's a lot of fun facts. We could go on and on about this. <laughs> um, I have a random story about this time when I was in third grade. My elementary school started this like milers club. And you know, at recess, everybody like wants to go out and play, like really play. Not me. In third grade, I was like, I'm going to run every recess and just run, run, run. Um, and it was cool because I ended up running 100 miles that year. And I was the only person who did that. But I also spent all year just running and not actually playing anything. So take that for what it's worth. Do you go out and run and achieve something or do you have fun and play? <laughs> yeah. Do you still run now? I do. I'm still a very active runner. I ran a couple half marathons the last couple of years. So oh, wow. I still run, but I don't know. If, looking back, I don't know if I would have spent my whole third grade running. <laughs> yeah, that's prime playtime right there. Right? <laughs> prime playtime. <laughs> no, well, I want to thank you for, for joining me, and uh, hopefully we can, we can be a piece to helping you here. Thank you so much, Andrew, and thank you for everything you're doing for everybody. I think it's fantastic. So thank you for all your help. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Free Agent Fridays on The Andrew Haynes Show. If you or anyone you know would be interested in coming on the show or want to get in contact with one of the guests, please reach out to Andrew on LinkedIn.